0: we <laughs> back for another Helping of Oysters, Clams, and Cockles, the number one House of the Dragon podcast in the realm, presented by Bolin Media. I am your host, Ross Bolin, joined as always by Barrett Dudley. And Barrett, you know how Gurm wrote the Gurm Game the of worm. Thrones books to be as difficult as possible to translate to the screen? Yes. It's almost like they're making this show as difficult as possible to podcast about. Like, the amount of shit that they do th- So much just happened. You and I are walking straight to the studio from watching the episode. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know for whatever reason that one in particular—it just felt like a, a lot of really important things happened in this episode compared to like last week.
1: Uh, I, I mean, I know what you mean because the back half of this episode was just, just chaos. Was it was very chaotic. The intensity is ratcheted and up very the whole tense, time, though. Good to Lord, me. they yeah. sure knew what they were doing there. But I could tell you the major plot points of this one in thirty seconds. Okay, hit me. You know what I mean? But no, but let's try try that then. Okay, R- Rhaenyra gets engaged to Laenor Valerian. Okay. They agree to an open marriage because Laenor is gay. Okay. They come back and have their wedding, but Sir Kristen has been caught by Alicent. Ah! Then he gets blackmailed by Laenor's lover, oh, who just happens to have the vibes down. He just knows the vibes. This Every- guy's not even informed. Yeah. Everything goes to shit. Kristen murks this dude. There's no seven day wedding. They gotta get this thing. They gotta button it up. They gotta right, cross just the get keys, tie the They were like, holy shit. That didn't let's go well. Get, let's get this on the books before anything can get worse. Before anyone else dies. Bada boom loses their bada-bing, face. Bada bing, bada boom. Okay, some Viserys
0: nose bleeding splattered in throughout.
1: Yeah, and Viserys, meanwhile, the whole time is, um, well, he's just slowly rotting. His his limbs are falling off. Now let's experience... (laughs) Our pet's heads
0: are falling off! While while you did a very good job of summarizing uh, most of the major plot points, I think, now let's experience just how many other, like, really major things that were below that Tear though happened, (laughs) right? So, like, okay, first of all, remember,
1: this is our last week with our younger actors. That's that's right, that's right. And And also, I just want to say, you just, you know, by by the way, just like, yeah, it was really intense, but the Dothrakis watched that and they said three people didn't die, only one died. This was a dull affair. Weak ass wedding. Yeah. By Dothraki standards By Dothraki uh, okay. standards A week of a dull affairs So okay. you know Just okay. to put it in perspective For everybody Sure there. Okay go
0: ahead you were, you were Okay less impressed than me At the beginning That's where we're at here <laughs> um, So <laughs> Last one with our younger actor And I'll say that the, They both got to bite off a, And chew on a lot here So that was nice To see the young ones Get one last hurrah Before they're uh, yep. Yep. Kicked to the curb For, oh, the, sure. for the olds Yeah um, Episode we'll opens up With Lady Rhea Riding in the veil. Mm. She's just on a nice horse ride. She passes a guy who we actually end up meeting later in the episode. Um, he's the dude who shows up from the veil. Gerald. He's very upset, Gerald. Yeah. And uh, and they have some pleasantries, and then she moves on. And then all of a sudden she's like, holy shit, it's the guy from Assassin's Creed. Yeah. And there he is again there with his again. patented Assassin's Creed hood. It's Damon, her Damn. husband, it turns out.
1: Ah, husband. There you are. What did he have her, what was her nickname? The Bronze Bitch? He kept calling her the Bronze Bitch.
0: I, I have to agree with the inside the episode take that I think
1: she seemed perfectly fine to me and probably just didn't like him. She was she was a lovely woman. A and great a, writer. I, I, a great writer, a great huntress, uh, hmm. it would seem. Um, she kind of reminded me of Yara Greyjoy a little bit, just had like a badass nature about her. Sure, absolutely. Did she go uh, for the bow? I think she was going to go for the bow. Okay, that's a yeah. mistake. That's he a got, mistake. Come on, he's yeah. five feet away. Yeah. Oh. She needed yeah, like a dart or something. Oh, some, yeah.
0: <laughs> like a blow dart gun, gun
1: <laughs> when you need it <laughs> real yeah. quick, you know. Um, it's got to be a secondary weapon for those archers. Yeah, I liked her, and I and I should just say that you know uh, my partner was was very much like I'm disappointed that we're not getting more of her. Wish that had been a longer <laughs> arc. Because she turned out to be a pretty cool lady. Um, yeah. Yeah, she had one really good line, though. She goes, I knew you couldn't finish,
0: <laughs> Craven. <laughs> and unfortunately, she delivers it right as I'm pretty. Look, okay, look. This is all supposed to be very gray, right? Because I think it's what they end up saying in the inside of the episode. This is drawn from, like, one da- line. Damon, more like Grayman. <laughs> this is all draw from drawn from one line in the book that says yeah. that his wife died. Now, they're going and creating this narrative in the show, yeah. which is very, very cool and obviously enjoyable, but you, we don't really know if he went there to kill her, if he went there with the intention to try to make amends with her, What or you know what I mean? So yep. when she delivers uh, yep. that line and he's walking away, and he stops and picks up the rock and goes back and we find out he kills her.
1: Yes. Uh, and I think it's an important note there, that one, that, that we learn and that book readers uh, obviously know already, but like... You kind of, you, you almost alluded to it uh, up top of the episode, how how there's just, they're giving us a lot in these episodes and there's quite a bit to play with. that That is a difference between yeah. this show and the previous is that there are a lot of things like this where they've got a lot of license to, to shade in, to color in. like Creative freedom. St- creative, yeah, they've got a lot more creative license and creative freedom to kind of be like, oh, that's interesting. That's a one sentence piece of this history. We can make it way interesting for the show, and 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 kind of like really add to the depth and to the story and to the character. So it's just kind of cool that they that they that they have the opportunity to do some of the things like this. And I imagine that it's probably uh, at least I would think that it's fun as a book reader to not know everything that they're going to uh, kind of like add sure. or twist or, or expand just upon, embellish, yeah. expand upon, et cetera. Yeah.
0: Uh, I will note they they made a very clear shot of the horse being fine and riding off, mm-hmm. which I always enjoy when they like throw a bone to Peta, not a bone.
1: They they, they throw something to Peta. You know what? I I've noticed that especially, and I feel like we've kind of called out a few points where this show is kind of like actively trying to like just be a progressive positive in some ways. with the animals and, and yeah, shit. Yeah, and, and like uh, and during the tourneys. No no horses were like, ah, my leg's broken. Oh, that was the other
0: example. Yeah. One of the tournaments, you're like, oh, no, that horse. And then the horse gets up and is like, looks at the camera and goes, don't worry, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Ding! And like hits it with a wink. Yeah. yeah. um, Yeah, so anyway, that was not a long story arc. Damon going to the Vale and immediately killing his wife. She gone. And then apparently flying straight back to King's Landing, which mm-hmm. we'll get to later. Yeah. Um, speaking of King's Landing, Otto is leaving King's Landing. And Allison, you remember, he was canned, Barrett. He was fired yeah. at the end of last episode. Uh, as the Brits would say about their football managers, he was sacked. He was sacked, no longer employed as Hand of the King uh, because he brought the information to Viserys that his, his, uh, his daughter, the heir to the throne, was uh, coupling with her uncle. Mm. So Allison comes and she's like, don't go, papa. She doesn't want him to go. She's upset or whatever, you know. Mm. And uh, he blames her directly for his firing, (laughs) which is great, great parenting. So he says, you chose Rhaenyra, um, and she's like, if you hadn't been so relentless in advancing Aegon as heir, then none of this would have happened, and which is true. She's not incorrect in in saying that at all. Um, Again, Alicent seems to have a really good head on her shoulders for the most part. Now, we'll get to the one area where I'm not quite sure where her head is at later on. Yeah. But this whole thing with her dad... um, basically the whole scene serves to further enforce that the message she is receiving from him is look here's the situation lady all right either your son becomes heir or Rhaenyra ascends the iron throne and all hell breaks loose war happens and not only that guess what she's going to kill your kids because they're the thing she has to get rid of yeah, to ensure her, her reign yeah otherwise everybody's going to go straight to your kids and try to get them promoted right, and right, kill right. her so yes Obviously, uh, you have a decision to make here. Now, I only stop and focus on this for a second because I think this heavily plays into the decisions she's making later in this episode, probably
1: later episodes as well, right? You gotta think so. Um, Let me ask you this. Did this change the way you felt about uh, Sir Otto at all? I mean, it certainly gives him a very good reason to be the way he's being. If he truly believes what he's saying is the reason he's doing what he's doing, yeah, it kind of it it kind of seemed the, the the fact that he is the the fact that he is just kind of like going without much of a of an issue, much he's of a, a fight, much of a fight. This is what it's King, not like staying and poisoning people or yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of lends him a little bit of credibility. I felt like, and then this conversation with Allison, I thought, kind of framed him in a slightly different light, where you're like, okay, maybe this guy you know he clearly plotted and schemed to get Allison in the in the king's door literally uh and 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 you know does he want to be the grandfather to the king to the future king yes probably but like all these things that he's saying here how she's going to have to watch her back the decisions that she's going to have to make like what's going to happen all probably kind of true yeah so you know and and then he's off and then he's you know back to back to old town
0: yeah a lot of people in old town uh, show up in this episode Actually two so. other people Her aunt and uncle Later on in the episode um, But yeah No Otto Remains uh, A very interesting character yeah. To dissect And to discuss Because it's so Unclear If he's a bad guy You know what I mean Like that Is, the, is he lacking in morals We don't really know yet The one yeah. morally You know Contestable thing he did Was send his daughter Into Viserys' chambers Knowing full well What that was gonna lead to Right Right so, but outside of that, everything since, we're like, we don't really know. Anyway, um, Alicent weeps when he's explaining this to her, like, very intensely. The entire scene is obviously very intense. And then, uh, straight from, like, not immediately from there, but I'm kind of going to put this in order of, to make it easier for our discussion. Lord Laris, with the cane, approaches Alicent in the godswood. It's the next thing that happens in the Allison storyline, all right? And he's babbling some nonsense about flowers from Bravos that shouldn't be thriving here, which I'm assuming is all supposed to be very allegorical. Uh, me- metaphor, yeah. yeah. Yeah, metaphorical. And uh, this is where we find out, basically, Allison informs us through this conversation with Lord Laris that his father, Lord Lionel, who we've said is our guy that we've been sort of
1: almost backing as the most sound advice mm-hmm. every week, mm-hmm. right? He's the new Hand of the King. Yeah. So we got our new hand just like that. Natural natural replacement, you know. He's he's he slides in right here as interim manager and feel like he's a, a natural pick. Yeah. He's just a natural fit. Mm. He's been sound. By, he's a by, sound guy. By the king's side offering sage sound advice. Yes. Uh, you know, for many a year. Super
0: now. consistent performer.
1: Yes. Right? Uh, yeah. He's a guy you can trust. Yeah. You think? Yeah. Probably not though, right? Plus he really, <laughs> you know, he he didn't uh he didn't just toss out. He's not just tossing out Old breakbones, every chance he gets, he's not trying to advance his son. See, right, and that's the type of thing you got. That's the auto didn't of little, get that. Otto didn't understand he that. Didn't
0: get that. He didn't know how to make it. You know the optics yeah. of it. You got to make the optics look good, man. Yeah, come on. Yeah, uh, you gotta make everybody we'll,
1: comfortable. Obviously, we'll get to old breakbones later, but sure. I, I I think breakbones is is about to have a little arc himself. So Harwin, Break old Break Harwin breakbones Break indeed.
0: Um, so, yeah, basically, Lord Larys offers to be Alicent's ally, then informs her that Rhaenyra is unwell, all of this is leading to him just being like, hey, by the way, she might be pregnant. Um, at the very least, she had some tea delivered to her, uh, some planned tea, as it were,
1: by the maester. Yeah. Right? Yeah. At the behest of the king. And he's kind of, I would say, spilling the tea as very, well. Very much. Right? A lot of tea here, Barry. A lot of, just a lot of tea. Tea's being spilled.
0: Yeah. There's plant tea being drank. <laughs> Shit. Uh, but he,
1: yeah, the the way, I we mean. We knew this guy was going to get involved, though. Of course, of course. Once he's he sat a, down with the ladies. He, yeah, he's a, he's a gossip. He's um, so scheming and plotting. He's scheming and plotting. He's listening. He's got his ear to the streets. Lord Lionel's got his shit together, man. Uh, he's got and, this guy out there and bobbing yeah, and weaving. He's just, he's just over there. It's got, it was almost like a moment where he's like, okay. Uh, and Allison kind of gets there, too. She's like, what do you want? What is it, dude? <laughs> what is it? You couldn't be more <laughs> ominous. What the hell um, is it? And yeah, he's like, so there was a T. Yeah. And it, I guess everybody just knows what that means.
0: I do hope she's not done well. <laughs> this guy's over the top conniving. Uh, but Allison clearly distraught by this information. Very, very uh, yeah. upset. Today's episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking with them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Most of us stay looking for ways to cut costs and stack cash. Mint Mobile is here to help you do just that while providing high-quality service online so you don't have to roll into some horribly run-authorized wireless retailer shithole. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month, which sounds outrageous. It's so cheap. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a family, and at Mint, families start at two lines. All plans come with a limited talk and text High-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. ClamFam, Fam, to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan, sh- plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash dragon. That's mintmobile.com slash dragon. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash dragon today. Um, from there, let's go to Viserys and Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra and Kristen Cole. The, that whole squad is traveling by sea, yep, yeah, up, up to old Driftmark. To Driftmark, yeah. And Viserys is puking over the side of the ship. Oh boy, he's not doing well. Not sweating a good,
1: bu- He's just sweating bullets. Another bad Viserys episode. He looks, uh, you know, he's very now, clammy. Uh, I, here, I, yeah. I don't, I don't have great sea legs, but I really related to him when he's like making his way up to Driftmark post boat ride. And it's like, oh, now there's like another 45-minute car ride." I'm uh, a ba- that, I get car sick. Bro, that's the worst. I just, you know, even the I, wedding I, we
0: just went to, I had to take a 2-hour car ride after we landed in the plane. It's like, fuck yeah, this. Yeah,
1: you got to make sure you, like if if you're not in the front seat, then you got the you got to get the closest up, middle so you man. can look out the thing. If you throw me in the back, I'm just I'm no good. Yeah. Um, I'm to the point now. Here's my t- here's my tip. Here's sure, my sure. Here's my non-hot-d related tip for all of the clan fam today. When you get in a when you get in an Uber, okay, you you are you're gonna be tempted to immediately pull out your phone in the back seat. Sure, don't do it. Keep your phone in your pocket. It's a surefire way to get car sick.
0: Yeah, you got to let yourself reorient,
1: reorient, reorient. Yeah, sure, sure, that works. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but you I just I can't even I don't even reorient. You
0: got to adjust. <laughs> you got to
1: adjust to being in the car though. Yeah, yeah. And if you stare at your phone immediately, you don't really do that. Yeah, I, I never adjust. I can't look at my phone in the backseat of an Uber. It's too... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're so. a sick guy? Oh, yeah. I didn't really know this about you. Yeah, yeah. 20 years of friendship, huh? So, me and, me and Viserys.
0: Yeah, He's puking his guts out. I got seasick once. It sucked. That's my side of the story. There's yeah. my personal little tidbit for the day. Out here just sweating bullets. But just once. It was just one time. I don't feel like... I, I've got good sea legs is what I'm saying. I trust myself on the sea. Mm-hmm. I like the ocean a lot, Barrett. I prefer not to be like you know.
1: Yeah, you don't want to a, a whole bunch and just out there that choppy water. Terrible. What's
0: that? Yeah. What do they give you? It's the Dramamine. Dramamine to help you. Yeah, with that. Anyway, enough of sailing with Baron Ross. The, the sea was angry that day, my friends, <laughs> like an old man sitting <laughs> back soup at a deli. Uh, so, <laughs> Lady Lena comes out to meet the king instead of Corliss. Basically, Corliss is big-dicking this as much as he possibly can. Yeah. He doesn't come out to meet the king. He's hanging out in his little throne room-ish thing, if mm-hmm. you will, all mm-hmm. the way at the top. Makes him walk all the... Bring his sick, coughing, disgusting, <laughs> puking ass all the way up there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, anyway, the point being, at the beginning when they first find this out, Viserys is very much a pushover. So, like, everybody there is like, this is insulting, what the hell? And he's like, oh, let's just get on with it. Like, and just fucking... Yeah. Goes. So... He's got his new hand at his side, obviously, and uh, Rhaenyra and Lady Lena get closed out while the king and the hand go to meet with Corliss. and Corliss ends up kneeling, um, Viserys hum- humorously coughs a whole bunch in response, and <laughs> Princess Rhaenys comes in and grabs... Uh, Viserys' hand, and he recoils in pain. Mm-hmm. And he, he says, is,
1: oh, here's my good hand.
0: Yeah, he's, he's obviously...
1: He's, take my strong <laughs> hand. Take, take my strong hand. He, he's obviously very unwell. <laughs> he's very <laughs> unwell, Barrett. He's really struggling. Thank you for picking up that reference, by the way. I didn't do a very good job of... Uh, <laughs> here's my good hand.
0: Here's That's my good hand. Close enough. Take my strong <laughs> hand. Yes, So, yes. So, um, anyway, they, Basically, Viserys tells Corliss, Look, I want your son, Lenor to marry Rhaenyra. All right. I want that. I want to unite our houses. Unite the houses. Unite the clans, as William Wallace said. And Corliss says there are certain details he would need clarified before he can agree. And this is like in fantasy football when, like, you know, you've got a good trade, and the other mm-hmm. guy's like, Sure, I'll make this trade with you. But there's <laughs> one more thing I want to tack on. And you're just like, God Damn it! And then he asks for like an A-list running back, uh-huh, and you're just yeah. like, "This guy's—you can't negotiate with this guy." Yeah. But it's that Viserys again, quite the pushover because not only is he coming here begging, it—it's then he's conceding
1: things. Well, is—is is he busy begging? That's how they see it. They, that's how they see it. Yes, but they're all—they're—they're they're riding high because sure, the King sure. has come up there. You know, he's kind of so lowering you... himself to—to—to to, to go through this whole process a little bit. Which she argues, Rayneese argues, right? But yeah. you know, it's it, it, it's. I think they are maybe kind of reading into it a little bit, like ah, we got this guy so good. Yeah, you're, you're not um, wrong. And then the other, I can see that. You know, the other piece of it is is just it just felt good to see two guys hashing it out. And at the end of the day, one of them says, Mm, an equitable compromise." Nobody does that anymore. Ah, man, there's no you're right. compromising on our on our small councils over there, and. In, in in Washington D.C., are there no certainly no equitable ones? No equitable ones. So uh, you know, it's a shame. Two, two guys just reaching across the aisle, getting deals done, nonpartisan baby, non nonpartisan. Saying, "Hey, you'll get the name, but when I, but when when the heirs become of age to ascend the throne." They'll do so in the name of Targaryen. I
0: also you know? love that it's classic negotiating tactics because, like, they had to have known he wasn't going to be like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> we'll, hey, so no, we'll just stop my line here. That's a great fucking idea, Corlys. He knew. Yeah. So he asked for too much, so that then he'll be like, "Yeah, right. yeah, yeah." They can have their names until one of them gets up on the throne, and then they have to go by Targaryen.
1: Yeah, which honestly is a pretty good deal for the Valyrians. It's here, a great deal for right? them. It's a great. That's why they're like, hey. And that's kind of always how it goes, right? Like old, like, like old Charles over there in the uh, UK, right? Like he could have, when he ascended the throne, mm. he could have chosen a bunch of king names, right? He could sure. have been, he obviously stuck with Charles, but he could have been like Edward, Philip, George, whatever he wanted to be, right? Kong. <laughs> king Kong, the first, you think they would have let that one fly? <laughs> I'm just saying, he could have. I guess he could have, yeah, he is. he is the monarch now. Um but so it's like it it Long live the king. I feel like it sounds pretty fair, like, oh, okay, well now you're king, so now you have to be now you have to go by your king name. Right. Or your queen name. Right. Which is Targaryen. Yeah. Uh yeah. No, that made so. sense. It was just wild to hear them throw that out. Like, Jesus Christ. I really did you did you think for like a split second that uh that Viserys is gonna be like, Okay, fine, we'll use a hyphen. It'll be <laughs> Targaryen, Targaryen <laughs> Valerion. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! It would have been so great if they went hyphenated. It was really... and that's where the that's like the origin of the hyphenated. We, names. Look, we already had a pug. Yeah. Why not just go ahead
0: and get some hyphenated Pugs, names in there?
1: Backpacks,
0: beanies. Yep.
1: Hyphenated last you names. You know where I noticed
0: hyphenated last, last names have become more common? You know how, where it is that I noticed this? Like it, yeah. the NFL. Yeah. Watching football. Mm. Yeah. I'm like every there's more and more of them every year, and I'm like, man, people are really doing the hyphenated thing more and more. Yeah. All right, good good stuff. Shouts to that. Um so Corliss informs Viserys that Damon's wife Lady Rhea died in a horse accident and he's like god damn it I've so many fucking problems. <laughs> um and then uh they drop the whole you know name thing on them. There's the equitable compromise line. Uh Renira Rain- and Lenor go for a walk on the beach to sort of talk out their situation and this is where uh, Basically they're talking about their appetites Yeah And at first I thought she was telling him She prefers girls to boys And he was telling her he prefers boys to girls But I was part of the way right I don't think she was necessarily saying anything about her She was getting him to talk about his
1: yeah um, situation, I, I hate to just be like harping on everybody's sexuality all day long with with these as we continue to try to like you know peer into whether there is anything brewing between Allison and Rhaenyra still, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's my favorite thing to do but this yes, this kind of felt like they were clearly talking about how Lenore was gay and Rhaenyra was like I'm not and then when she
0: said she prefers.
1: Something to something. They're making an analogy using foods yeah, or whatever. Like it was goose to, to something. Yeah. Wild russets or to, I, I can't remember. To me, I but. took
0: it as I prefer <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Men maybe men to women, but I still like both, or I don't know. I don't anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The point is they come to an agreement. Yeah, they are on the same page. This thing that Damon pitched Rhaenyra on is now being pitched to political
1: arrangement, Lord You can do what you want, and it's actually working out quite nicely here, it would seem, for both of them because they each want to do their own thing. They both have a paramour already outside of the bonds of of this marriage. So you know, let's let's get this thing done, and then we can dine just, as we see fit. Dine as we see fit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um,
0: so yeah. Later, they're talking alone, and Renice tells Corliss that the king was undignified in dragging himself there to beg for a match for Rhaenyra. Uh I mean, you can just see. Look, when when Team Valerian over there all rolls in to the welcome party later in the episode. I mean, you really see like, okay, this is a strong ass family. Yeah, that they're got like mobbed called. up. Yeah, these people are rolling deep, rolling deep, and and it's not like sick ass coughing. Viserys and his one daughter, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and his daughter's best friend who's his wife, like, they're not exactly powerful off appearance. Whereas, yeah. the Valyrians obviously are. And on top of that, they've got the queen who never was, uh, and now their son is wedding the heir to the Iron Throne. It's just, they're, they're obviously far and away at this point, I think. The most powerful family in the realm that is not sitting in that chair. Right? Uh, as far as we know I would say so. to,
1: I mean if I mean you know we can just make a quick comparison to the OG series right they kind of feel like the Lannisters to the of this series to yeah. the Baratheons sure. right in in this kind of situation a little bit absolutely yeah. absolutely um but Renice really
0: insists to her husband Corlys that there is going to be blood around this
1: like she is insistent People are going to die. Yeah, so much so that she's almost like, isn't she in that scene with with Corliss? Isn't she kind of like, should we actually be doing this? Like this. Is I mean, this... I think
0: yeah, I think her question is like, are we putting our son in a dangerous position here? Right. Are right. we putting ourselves in a position to lose? And and that's certainly what it seemed like to me. Um, but I was trying to take in like yeah. the fifteen other things that had just happened. At thing the same is, time got, you, to thing talk. is, you
1: got you got to play the game, and then once you're playing, either win or you die. That's it the Game of Thrones that's, that's the thing about the, the Game of Thrones it is. Um, and any I, other I, thoughts
0: on these scenes here uh, n- no okay let's continue Let's continue on then. Today's episode is also brought to you by NordVPN, here to drastically enhance your web browsing experience and data security. Nobody likes to be watched or tracked, even if they have nothing to hide. That's why it's important to step up your privacy game whenever possible. If you aren't using a VPN right now, you're currently open to having your internet data creeped on in a big way. VPN stands for Virtual Private Network. It's a service that protects your internet connection and privacy online, creates an encrypted tunnel for your data, protects your online identity by hiding your IP address, allows you to use public Wi-Fi hotspots safely, and more. VPNs are the only way to make sure your real location and IP address are hidden your online data is encrypted and your browsing history is invisible to your internet service provider and other third parties everybody who cares about their privacy should be using a VPN right now NordVPN is the best and the fastest VPN provider in the business it's software not hardware super easy to use across every major platform whether it be Windows Android iOS Mac OS, Linux even your Android TV supports NordVPN you can connect with just one click or enable auto connect for connect for zero click connection Love NordVPN. If you travel abroad, you finally get that vacation in. Let's say you can make sure you still have access to your favorite shows and movies from your home country on location-based streamers like Netflix using NordVPN. And because at this point, I think it's obviously important that we all take our privacy online seriously, grab your exclusive Clam Fam NordVPN deal by going to NordVPN.com/occ to get a huge discount on your NordVPN plan plus free threat protection, or actually four months for free. That's that's the deal. You don't have to pay for four months. It's free for four months. The deal is completely risk-free with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose except a sense of security. There's a link for the deal in the description of this episode, by the way. Thank you to NordVPN for supporting the show. Again, that's nordvpn.com slash OCC. Code OCC. Four months for free.
1: 30-day money-back guarantee. We got to get ourselves over to Essos just so we can you know, use that VPN, baby. Oh, yeah. You know? Get you across they- that narrow sea. You think we've
0: uh we've got some travel in us? Just, I'm not we just talked yeah. about how we couldn't do the boat, Barrett. Well puke right, all over right. each other. Yeah and, then and use then our view. You'd be okay
1: on the boat. Immediately we get to the car and then boom, I'm I'm sick then, as a dog. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy.
0: Okay, so next we see uh after this discussion with, with Lenor and Renier, obviously we're like, Okay, well so what's we're we gonna see any more of his situation? We immediately meet his boyfriend. Ma- yep. Immediately becomes a major character <laughs> in the show. Um, they wrestle and make out, and uh, his boyfriend is super stoked on Rhaenyra. This pairing, he says, this is better than we could have hoped for. She has a paramour of her own. Obviously, later on at the welcome party, we see how actively scheming he is to figure out who hers yep. is, so that she can he can use it against them. Um. He says, "Or I wonder who it is, Laenor replies, and then uh, we immediately flash to Rainier on the boat with Kristen Cole, in case anybody else in watching the show had somehow missed that they had a
1: relationship. Do, do, was it your takeaway that they have continued their illicit affair, or do you think they have only had the one- um, Outing? Out, yeah. The, I w- thought the, it the, had the, continued. One. Okay.
0: Maybe they hadn't continued to be physical. Mm-hmm. But they had continued to treat each other differently since that, yeah, yeah, since that encounter. The
1: desire has been burning for a little bit
0: here. I mean, because I took that argument that that happens as sort of like a breakup, almost, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Um, because he asks her if there was another path, one that led to freedom, would you tread it? And he wants her to come with him away from all this, free her from this world, the burdens of her inheritance, see the world together, nameless and free. And he says, in Essos, you could marry me.
1: Yeah, he's mad guilty about this, too. He He's, like, really, right? Like, he's just... He's sullied his white cloak. You know, he broke the vows of the King's he's He seems super upset about he's
0: that. He's way over that. He's the Ned Stark with the honor thing where you're just like, dude, yeah, it doesn't yeah. count if you're, like, making active decisions against your own life. Like, he almost kills himself. What the fuck, guy? Yeah. He almost did the samurai thing. This dude's deal. But yeah, so he, he believes that he's completely destroyed his his honor and that if he married her... It would be somewhat restored. Yeah. Um, he says, a marriage for love, not for the crown. And she replies, I am the crown, Sir Kristen. Or I will be. It's a very Simba moment. And uh, he says, so you want me to be your whore? After she explains that they have an understanding. Yeah. <laughs> which is, I mean,
1: you know. I don't know why you make that point here if you're him. Really. Yeah, the my the guy Kristen Cole is just very in his feelings. He's torn, man, he's, and 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 yeah. I, I mean, you know, obviously he is like he's he's deep. He's he's uh, he's down bad, if you will, because like the other the, the on the other side of the coin, you just get nothing. You keep to your chastity. You pl- You you pledge your service, and then you just long after her and have an unrequited love. Right? Sure. You can't like you the situation that you've gotten in yourself you've gotten yourself in, you can be no more than a side piece. Right. It's and kind so of this, your best possible outcome. This kind of seems like your best possible outcome for this life that you thought you were gonna have, but instead he's got this fairy tale dream of them fleeing and, you know, picking up a bag of oranges. But which seems on the to side be wrapped up for it and like, seems to be wrapped up in the dishonoring of his white cloak thing that you brought up. Well right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. But I don't know. He he's he's all over the place. He's a mess. Who knew this guy was going to be such an emotional mess? I did not see him falling to pieces as quickly as he did. I mean,
0: this episode is essentially his downfall. Yeah, in one fell swoop. So, yeah. I mean, we'll obviously get to some of the other Kristen Cole action in this episode. I just, I can't believe how poorly
1: things went for him. Yeah. My God. Um. He's he's swiftly rejected though. She's like, "Nah, I'm I am the crown. This is my duty. That's which, that." It was a little surprising to hear how seriously she was taking that side of it. I guess
0: you know what I mean. Like she's really bought in. It I, seems like at this point.
1: I, I mean, I, uh, the, yes, but I, but I, 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 f- I felt the buying in from her in that scene that we got last week. Okay, where she flips in on auto on auto, plays that big hand. Yeah. says she's going to go do this duty with Lenore. Enters the game, like, if you will. enters the game, and is like it very much seems in that moment to be like, okay, I'm, I'm here for what's mine. I want to be the next queen. Like this right. is this, you know, this is my birthright, and and I'm in this now, uh, and and so it just, I was not surprised to see her, kind of immediately and quickly be like, sorry, dude, like no, I'm going for it. Yeah, this is the job I'm
0: I'm going for. It's like when so. somebody tries to talk one of the Succession kids out of the company, and yeah. they're like, <laughs> I can't. I'm try- I got to try for the throne. Yeah. Yeah, um, but Christian Cole gets upset because again he thought he could restore his honor if they were married, and he storms off. I look here's the thing about the guy. It took one attempt on a by a gassed up Renira to get you to break your fucking vows. They weren't that important to you, sir. They weren't that big of a deal to you. Oh my family, we climbed so high and so far to this highest part. This
1: is high we've ever gone, and you immediately bang your boss <laughs> in all circumstances including multiple in this episode one thing that we know about sir kristin this man folds like a car like
0: i a mean car. it's unbelievable yeah. i mean like doesn't a take car. much with does this guy. not
1: take much he is just you can just he, accidentally
0: stumble around your words for a few minutes and yeah. he'll just outright tell you all the bad shit he's ever it's done that's exa- exactly
1: right just ridiculous. one little helmet you know playful helmet stealing and boom, next thing you know, you got your chain mail around your ankles. So, <laughs> um, you know. But again, this felt like a breakup. Like, that's why I, I I took
0: it to this this whole conversation and fight led me to believe that they had had a continued romantic relationship on some level. On some level, yeah. yeah. Between episodes four and five. Now, whether or not that's actually the yeah. case is yet to be determined. Any other thoughts on this one, sir? Uh,
1: Nope. Today's episode is
0: also brought to you by NetSuite 2000, 2008, 2022. Those are uh, scary years when it comes to the economy. The dot-com crash, housing crash, the roller coaster we're going through right now. One thing is certain, it's a dangerous time to not know your numbers, but over 31,000 businesses have the... Confidence and clarity they need because they rely on NetSuite, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR planning, and budgeting so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. So, how do you prepare for uncertain times? The answer is NetSuite helps you identify rising costs, automate your business processes, and easily see where to save money. That's why 93% of customers say they improved their visibility and control when they upgraded to NetSuite. What are you waiting for? It's awesome. It's easy. Got a hell of a track record. Right now, NetSuite is offering a one of a kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash dragon. Dragon. Right dragon. now to check it out. Dragon. That's netsuite.com slash dragon to see their one of a kind flexible financing program. One more time. That's netsuite, N E T S U I T E.com slash dragon. All right. So by the time they get back to King's Landing, Viserys passes out coming off of the carriage. As Allison watches on very coldly, and then I heard a doctor in the background go, "We'll need leeches," and I burst out laughing because that shit is so funny to me. Yeah, It's um, about to go get leeched up. This is when Allison summons Kristen Cole He's to cold tub to her, to her chambers, and again, the way she maneuvers around this whole situation is is pretty masterful. She has him sit on the bench next to her, right. Really warms up to him, right. And then she sort of paces around, and she's, like, questioning him. In reality, she's questioning him about whether or not the plan T was delivered. But unfortunately, as a result of her lack of description, he ends up misunderstanding and thinking she's directly questioning him about his having slept with Rhaenyra.
1: Yeah, or potentially she's asking him, like, you know, maybe she's going to get to something like, was Rhaenyra acting strange? Did she tell you anything? Like... Yada yada. Maybe it was about the tea, but I thought but, it was going
0: to be specifically about specifically the tea because he would have been the outside
1: the room Got and it. known okay. if there was a delivery, sure. right? Okay. But, but yes, it does not have anything to do with him,
0: or at least we don't think it was going to. I mean, I guess we don't really know. But her reaction, nah, I think, was pretty telling. We know.
1: Yeah, I didn't. And have This guy to do breaks it. like an egg.
0: This dude, <laughs> like you said, man, breaks like a
1: bills a table at a bills tailgate. And I think. What, you know, what we're seeing here is, is again, it's this guilt just absolutely weighing on him because very clearly, like, he wants this off of his chest. Off know? of his white cloak. Off of his white cloak. He just needs a goddamn Tide pin. He, he even, uh, yeah, added to the list. Um, and, uh, you know, he even basically is like, please just kill me. <laughs> He's like, right?
0: don't do me the dishonor of, like, whatever the other options are. Just fucking give me a clean death, lady, right yeah. here, right now. Let's do it, yeah. bitch. Kill me. <laughs> What's wrong with this guy? Yeah. yeah. I can't tell you how let down I am by him. It's tough. It's yeah. a tough luck. You and I thought they were going to be brother and sister. <laughs> that they were fraternal. God. Now he's out here
1: completely blowing up her life. Aren't we supposed to be podcasting about this show? We're out here calling him Fraternal. Fraternal. Yeah, it's a real brother-sister relationship. I mean, I guess it kind of is for the Targaryens, but... um...
0: (laughs) Ha-ha! See, that loophole saves us.
1: Uh, So, yeah,
0: he breaks like an egg, like like Barret said. (laughs) He says, uh, oh, yeah, he says, It happened, Your Grace, the sin you allude to. She was doing nothing but alluding. Um, I have committed it. At her instigation, it is true, but it is no excuse. My oath has been broken. I have dishonored myself... I deserve no consideration. None. Um, he asks for pity and to be mercifully sentenced to death. <laughs> so unlike the Valerians who ask for like way more than they think they could possibly get so that they end up somewhere higher than they maybe would have expected, this yep. guy doesn't know how to negotiate at all. No. No. Um, so Alicent is again distraught. This is the second time she's been given stressful, info- distressing information about yep. Rhaenyra in this episode. But she thanks him for his honesty and sends him on his way. Presumably to activate at some point in the future. I don't know. She was probably going to play that card. I see her as a game player now. Yeah, we'll get there. She's making moves. Um. So in the King's Chambers, his doctors argue over the treatment for all of his ailments. His arm is a fucking mess. His arm is basically rotted off. Yeah. It, it, rotting yes. off.
1: Yeah, I was surprised to see that he still did have a few fingers on that hand, but the rot has obviously made its way all the way up the arm. Yeah. Um it's, it's not looking good. It does look grayscale-y at this point, but I don't think it is grayscale. Uh it's just some undiagnosed undi- yeah, undiagnosable creeping rot. Inner inner psyche driven arm rot. Maybe. Um and I thought, you know, speaking of inner psyche, I, I I actually so I thought this was a turning point in the episode. Uh this is about halfway through. I really liked the back half. I thought the front half was um, decent from like a kind of, uh, you know, expository point of view, you know, like it got us to, to the right place. It put us, it put Laenor and, and Rhaenyra together and gave us the, the, the kind of the way that the Valerians are, are, are looking at this, but I, I there was a li- you know what I think it was actually, there mm-hmm. were a, li- there was a little bit too much CGI background in the first 30 minutes of this episode for my taste. Okay.
0: Okay. Just a so lot of visually points. you were upset. I th-
1: visually I thought it was a little bit, it, it just, it, it, they they needed to use a little too much visual VFX background, shit. VFX, whatever VS. it's called. And then back half, we're all kind of interior castle again, essentially. And then it, and and but this scene, anyway, I really liked this scene because Barrett, the only way we're getting all these cities is if they do that shit though. We gotta yeah, get, I, know, I, I, I know, wanna see I know. them. But it just doesn't, it, I'll tell you this,
0: you wouldn't have made it, through rings of power man I know you quit in 10 minutes But yeah. holy god Yeah I mean they spent A billion dollars on right. it And it's because Every backdrop Is just like The most ridiculously <laughs> Spectacular fake shit You've ever seen yeah. Right But you know yeah. it's the, But it's cause you know You know what I mean I feel like that's part of it. It's like you know it's not real, you know it's not there, so you know it doesn't look like all the way quite the fuck right.
1: There, there were look, there were just a lot of like kind of like woodsy exterior shots that were much more natural to shoot in the first go round. You sure, know what I mean? Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we're like all we're we're constantly like on the sea with these big vistas and it's just like and the castle walls overlooking they, some ridiculous right, Yeah. So it just I, I just feel like they're they're going to the the wall or the screen or the VFX um potentially a little too often. It's a nitpick, I know. My point is, I loved the back half of this episode. This scene was arguably my favorite because it touches on a bunch of the things that we've already talked about, about how Viserys feels and about how he's perceived and about what his how his reign has been because he right. gets into all these existential questions about legacy and essentially talks about how he hadn't conquer- conquered anything, he hasn't been in any battles, but he hasn't had any big L's either. I you know, have neither
0: fought nor conquered nor suffered any great defeat.
1: Um, and and you know he talks about how like were were he have to have been essentially like uh you know I, I don't know the totally proper way to use this word but he uses it it's the it's crucible the crucible, crucible? which is like you know the 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 big kind of challenge in one's life sure is, sure. is, is your crucible and uh, or crucible and uh, you know he he talks about had had it, had he been put through a crucible like. Maybe he would have been forged a different man, right? And I just uh, shouts to our caller from Patreon: covered in blood, covered in blood, covered in blood. Covered Everybody in blood. else is covered in blood, and it's like, and he was never covered in yeah, blood. You, yeah, you think about Rhaenyra, you think about Damon, even Alicent, who's been through like just like more struggle, sure. right? And it's like maybe they don't always come out on top. Maybe it doesn't always go super well for them, but they're they're forged in that fire. They become something grander, bigger, stronger. They have purpose, sure. And he just is kind of like. He's just he's just kinda meh, you well, know. Well, as he says, it
0: hardly makes a good song, does it? It
1: hardly makes a good song.
0: Um And, and that's you know, that's the thing about it, right? It's like basically the question of as as Lord Lionel poses to him, it's like, but is it better to have lived like a safe, peaceful, full life or like to have songs sung about you? Yeah basically to live fast die young like a legend yes or to
1: grow old and see yourself become the villain kind of thing right right. so it's like and i and i just that's a very relatable question for literally everybody even today right it's like everybody especially when you get to 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 our age like wonders if like if if they're gonna have regrets if they made mistakes along the way should they have taken different paths should they have taken more risks, should they have gone for something bigger like are they settling like is 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 a regular family life just fine? Even though you'll you never have a legacy, you're never gonna have a movie like like Cleaver, like uh, like, <laughs> like uh, Christopher you know, Maltesanti. at least he's got Cleaver to his name. You sure, know? sure. All these things they're kind of it's that, that's essentially what Viserys is going through right now. Like, am I was this? Did I do anything that meant? Did a I mess lick? this up? Did I yeah. just mess this up? Should I have done? Should I have done something more? Um, so I just I, I like that I like how Sir I mean I think that happens for the rest of life but like yes, it's most extreme yes.
0: at the end of life right right which is what it really seems like scary that he's going
1: there because yeah. it doesn't seem like he thinks he has much longer to live no. um, and 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 like you said Sir Lionel basically says like most who've gone through it kind of say they wish they hadn't had to do that. Most people who have to go through really hard trials, yeah, would have rather not. Would have rather not. Right. So, like, so count, like your, count your blessings So, here. which, yeah, and I, I, you know what? Um, I mean, but that's a,
0: it's a seriously interesting perspective question about human beings and our experience in life, period, from so many different angles, man. Like, it just, it's, you know, I mean, especially as somebody who came from a relatively, pri- relatively privileged life, I can tell you, there's certainly, and I've spent time around people who are much more privileged than me, It's there's certainly upside and downside to everyone's situation ever that I've met. Right. On yeah. all sides of the economic coin, right? So it's like, it, it's an interesting question about how all those things lead into your legacy and lead into the, or you know, affect the life you end up living. Um, everybody gets a different ride. And in Viserys' case, it's been a slow, boring... yeah sort of a long walk through the woods it seems and, like
1: and and i i think the fact that he is like a little bit milk toast and a little bit mid is what renice and and corliss are reacting to when he comes up there like he's just not that imposing he's not that significant he's not that scary like you know choose a bunch of other words if you want but like he you know he he's just he is up there. He's just Viserys. Uh, he's just Viserys. And so the, the, the way that they read it is that he's up there lowering himself and and begging for this, even though he's just up up there proposing a marriage and and it is what it is. Uh, well, but
0: he's doing it because he has to. Yep. Right. Like he's been told basically, look, you need to do this or we're going to have a real problem with yep. Lord Corliss, who basically presents that way. Right. Like, yeah, you do need to do this or you are going to have a real problem with me. I'm not even coming out there to meet you at the gate. Uh, next we're in Kings Landing for the welcome party for the wedding between Rhaenyra and Lord Lenor Val- Valerian which I didn't realize would be happening as quickly as it did this uh, by the way oh I just wanted to say something about time jumps you time jump freaks out there who are losing your minds over time jumps are you watching the Lord of the Rings
1: thing what are what, what do you mean time jumps
0: I'm saying people people have been upset between episodes about the amount of time that's passed between episodes oh, right okay. yeah. and I'm i am I'm just kind of, and the amount of time we're dealing with and how quickly we're dealing with it. Sure. And I'm watching this Lord of the Rings shit, and I'm just like, holy God, how, what, we, you, you're crossing from Middle Earth to another fucking plane and back in one episode. Mm -hmm. Like, the amount of travel that takes place and stuff, it's just nuts. But the welcome party is, uh, taking place in the throne room, which is kind of weird, was it not? Pretty sure the Iron Throne was just back there in the background, Hmm. if I'm not mistaken. I could be mistaken, I often am, as we all know. Three years.
1: Not I three. certainly did not see that, but
0: uh. um, but Jason Lannister is there, and he makes some sexist remarks to uh, eye rolling from Manira. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, Sir Gerald from the Vale is there. He's to voice concern over Damon's wife and her death, but before he can say anything, Lord Corlys and the Valerians roll in with their squad yep. that, as we said, is deep, and that distraction cut off his conversation with the king. Um, Damon strolls into the welcome party. Seems like nobody knew he was even aware it, it was going to be taking like maybe place. Maybe he wasn't totally super invited. Yet. Yeah, and he approaches the bench, both smiling and sort of
1: because it it's kind of seems like they have to just like pop a chair at the end of the table. He's for like, him, get a fucking right? get a chair.
0: Yeah, <laughs> get a fucking chair for him. He just showed up out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, everybody has a relative like that. And then uh, what else? Oh, Viserys starts making a speech to everyone. And he's kind of rolling, and then he stops, and everybody stops and looks, and Allison is in this magnificent green dress mm. and is making her entrance into the room. Lord Lionel's son points out that green is the color of war for her house. Or yeah. Something, Some, yeah, something the, like the, that. The
1: beacon in, in, um, in Old Town, when the towers call their bannermen to mm. war, Ah, the beacons. Shines green.
0: Beacons, so it's a, it's a beacons fat, and Bannerman. It's,
1: it's a loyalty to, to Old Town. It's kind of a battle signal. It's, 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 you know. Business time, baby. It's business time. She's there. She's saying, this is my house, the one that I'm representing. I'm not wearing any black or red today, even though I am the Targaryen queen mm. at the moment. <laughs> um, and to be quite honest, I thought she was here to drop bombs. I thought she was going to- Come in and just yell out like- She's boning everybody. Yeah, yes. She boned him and <laughs> pointed Kristen Cole. She boned him, point, pointed the that, Uncle Damon. I was ready for her to just just throw this whole thing under the bus. And, Slut. And... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is what I was geared up for. Um, but no, she, like you have have been saying, she is much much more cunning than that. Much, uh, you know, much smarter. She's just going to use all of this. Um, you know when she has to, she's keeping all these cards close yeah. to her best. She's she's saving up all her moves, uh, but she is there obviously to 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 kind of make a statement. Very much so. Calls Renira
0: stepdaughter. Yeah, congratulations, stepdaughter. What a blessing this what is. What a for blessing you. this is for you. What a blessing. Uh,
1: you slut. Slut. Uh, <laughs> and um and yeah, uh, let's just give it up. Let's just you know golf clap for Ryan Condal here. And and, and the other writers and the director and everybody. Yeah, somebody else got a writer credit for this one, actually. Because they know what they're doing with a wedding. They really know what they're doing with a wedding. And as soon as everybody sits down for this thing and people start making their way in... Charmaine de Gratte and Sarah Hess as well. And uh and and, and the, we're doing a lot of slow kind of pans seeing who all is there over and you just you just know something awful is going to happen. Oh, when they started cutting back and forth from person to person, I was
0: like I'm getting some
1: not um, good vibes. I uh, just uh, all the the rhythm of the dance again, it's just like one of those things that you don't think about but it is like it's it's you know, it's building, was, it's building. It's building. It's building. It's building. Could
0: not have been more boring at the beginning. <laughs> For the first twenty minutes of the dance, you're like, "This dance sucks." I can't believe how long they're having to do this. Of course, it erupts um, into a fight.
1: It's very exciting, yeah. but that dance stunk. So they they're, they just just I just want to throw that out there before we get into the uh, to the workings of the wedding that that it was just you can't you cannot have a wedding on any of these shows anymore without thinking of of the big one without the red one the red one and they know the that big red and, one it's and like they, Clifford, they they the use big it to their advantage and it's, uh, to, to to great effect here because I was on the edge of my seat for the last what is basically the last half of this episode it's like a 25 minute scene i'm pretty sure
0: yeah what i love about this thing is that it has a lot of the i know you were pissed off by the visuals in the front half of the episode but it has a lot of the talking in room stuff that i love about thrones mm-hmm. and these these maneuverings and then this the again, of course this very intense build up for the last 20 30 minutes of it that are that it ends in an explosion um the series forgets his spot in his speech when Alicent makes her entrance, but he finally pulls it together, and he announces seven days of tournaments and feasting, and at the end of it all, the wedding between Rhaenyra and Sir Laenor Valerian, and at that point, I was so stoked, because I was like, oh my god, yes, seven days of tournaments and feasting, Barret, and then in the season finale, they'll have the wedding, and all hell (laughs) will break loose. And and obviously I don't I don't have any idea what we're dealing with so that was just sort of my assumption I was like sick we're gonna get a bunch of tournament stuff in these next few episodes
1: nope though, like you so said so you, you just thought that they were just gonna like age ten years over the next seven days yeah pretty much <laughs> and then uh, uh, instead I see, the, no. the seven days thing actually gave me the exact opposite reaction and so it was another thing where I was like there's okay well there's no way they're getting to that seventh day it's another reason why I was like. Somebody Something is, bad going, is about Somebody is going to spill the tea once again. Loose lips, sink ships. It's going down. Yeah. Um, uh, because I was like, Oh boy, no, no, no. Not no, not seven days. That's way too much time. Because I think one of the things that they do really well here is with the with the Allison and the Kristen thing, and then the boyfriend of Lenor, and then Lenor, and then like basically what they're you know when you you know when you either have a secret or somebody tells you a secret. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you realize that you've told like two people and you're pretty sure that the first person you told is definitely going to tell like their boyfriend or girlfriend or mm, whatever. Mm, sure. You and, start like, to think
0: about the numbers. Yeah, The
1: walls start closing in on you because you're like. I fucked up. I fucked up because oh, oh, I should have just told the one person. Well, only one person should know about this. But now I'm pretty sure like seven people know. And that's too many people. And it's way too many people. You just know it's going to slip out. The yeah. secret is going to get to the wrong person, to the person you don't want to know this secret. Right? Yeah. That's the that's the feeling that I had here on behalf of Ranira is that like okay t- too, way too much is too going on. Too many people know about this at yeah. this point. Know that something illicit happened, whether it's Viserys knowing it about Damon, Damon shows up, Otto knows knows it, he's out there, Alicent knows it, now Alicent knows about Kristen Cole, now Laenor knows there's a paramour, now Laenor's boyfriend knows who the paramour is and he tells Laenor, it's, it's too, too much information too much information. It's too out much much there information. Now. Yeah. So the seven days thing actually like flagged me. I was like, oh, they're not getting to that seventh day.
0: And Rhaenyra and Laenor, uh do their little dance together. Uh, everyone claps, including Viserys. I was shocked that he could clap. But he seemed to be clapping quite well. I was like, oh, God, come on. I don't know. That he, he was he...
1: doing the Nicole Kidman clap. The, the palm clap. The palm clap with the alien fingers. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Palm clap with alien fingers. a Good way of putting it.
1: Yeah. Alicent runs into her
0: uncle and aunt from Old Town. And they're like... Old Town stands with you Aye Don't you forget it It it, it just seemed like Another moment of like Okay well if Alice needs to start Fighting Yeah Old Town is with her Surely She wore their colors She's got the right jersey on Thank god she wore the dress Aunt and uncle showed up Oh yeah Um Finally The dude who I thought was from the Vale But he's Sir Gerald Royce Of Runestone He gets to finish What he was saying And he's cousin To Damon's late lady wife It turns out He accuses Damon of killing his wife, basically, without saying it all the way. Damon tells him he's actually going to be petitioning to inherit Runestone, which was on his wife's inheritance list. Mm -hmm. Um, His wife was supposed to inherit it, so he's going to petition to do it, and he hopes he sees him there. I'm assuming these two end up murdering each other at some point.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yes. This all did make me feel like I needed to go do a quick geography brush-up, because... The airy, the veil, runestone, rune stone. What is all that? All that yeah, I, I sure can't, I can't totally remember. Here's what that. I know: Gerald's a dead man. Gerald does not seem long for this world. He's a dead man. Should he show his face at any type of uh, petition, inheritance, uh, deposition? Yeah, yeah, he'll
0: he'll be he'll be murdered. He'll be <laughs> murdered. Um,
1: Damon immediately
0: goes after Lady Lainor Valerian, and is who get- I thought was
1: betrothed.
0: Somebody got betrothed at some point because that's what they're reporting was, to. That they're it, like, Viserys, yes. he betrothed this person, Lady Lena,
1: to somebody from over to Essos. Maybe this is like. So maybe, was was the guy sitting there next to her the dude from Essos because he looked a lot like a Valerian? I don't know. I don't know. That
0: part's confusing. He was to me. a black dude with blonde dreads, it. so it seemed or,
1: or or braids. So yeah, it seemed yeah, Like it seemed he like was their thing, but it seemed like he was just a Valerian, right? I don't know. But uh, so I, I don't know. But 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 yes, Damon was definitely hitting on her. Damon is is sliding in the DMs there, uh, as it were, and she seems into it. I must admit. And then Lord Lannor's
0: boyfriend, who is actually Sir Joffrey. We got a Joffrey here, yes, folks. Sir Joffrey Lawnmoth Lawnmoth or something like that. Sir the Joffrey Lann Games, the Knight yeah. mm-hmm. of Kisses, is his name. Mm-hmm. He uh, points out who Renera's paramour is immediately. He's he's got he's great at Facebook stalking. He's figured this shit out super quick, fast. Exactly who her b- secret a, he's boyfriend is. He's an observant lad. He yep. is, and uh, then he uh, later approaches him to confirm that. Um, Classic case of overplaying the hand. And he tells him they're both deeply invested in this union. All right. Basically, he's like, look, Kristen. I know you and your secret. You know me and my secret now, and we need to protect each other, keep each other safe. Just keep each other plugged in. Same Z, same squad. Yeah, yeah. Same but different. And uh, and then a crazy fight breaks out, and you have no idea who the fight is between. About right? five minutes later, I would I will add. Right? Yeah. Right. Like we see some other bullshit between them talking and the fight breaking and, out, and, so that you're distracted enough to not just think. Well, he jo- immediately Joffrey
1: Longgames walks away.
0: I don't. I don't know if he did.
1: He yeah, he he almost definitely
0: does. I'm almost positive they cut the convo with them two still standing next to each other because I remember at that point thinking like Kristen Cole might be about to snap. Like okay, it wasn't totally I, shocking to me when like I this, saw him beating there, that dude. There's like ass. this
1: camera move where like the guy he kind of like brushes past him after he gives his kind of you know blackmaily speech and like Kristen kind of like lifts his sword up to let the guy walk walk past. Right. So my, m- m- we can continue. My, so your impression was he had parted. My takeaway was that he had parted. Kristen sits on what just happened. And then goes and attacks and him. And then finds him and murders him. Yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. I kind of read it as like, um, if anything, he had started walking away and then immediately got attacked sort of thing. Like, we don't okay. have to be seeing everything in, in exact, there's you know, because real time or whatever.
1: Right. The, they're, they're kind of, it's it felt like they were off to the side in that moment. And then they're kind of like at the back of the hall, kind and then of like they kind of come towards yeah, yeah. the dancing, kind of under a little bit undercover.
0: I mean, one of the things we it, obviously it doesn't really matter. We um, see here is there's like they take us for a while for like 20 seconds around to all these other different perspectives where you can't see what's happening right. so that you're supposed to be like, what the hell? Yeah, you feel like the, you're Viserys where yes, you're trying you're to look the POV and see
1: from, from, tre- from, from the head table, trying to see what's over there. Terrible security at this party. Nobody's breaking up this fight. Lionel, at all. uh, gives the nod to Harwin Breakbones, uh, his son, biggest, baddest knight in all the land to kind of go rescue Rhaenyra from the melee. Oh, I did not notice that. Uh, that's that, who that was. That's okay. who, who. That's who crashes in. Yeah, they. They. It's very. It's very casual. At one point, in a uh, little slightly earlier in the episode. Yeah, they call him Harwin. Right. So you. Know, I didn't piece it together in my head. Yeah, and then you. Then you see Lionel. Huge. Do it. What do he even look like? Tell oh, me he, about him. He's hot. Uh,
0: he's hot and huge. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't expect that. I thought he was going to be like a
1: monstrous lad. You know. He's not. He doesn't look like the mountain. He looks like a more, like a slightly more mountain manny Kristen Cole kind of. Okay. But kind of dark haired, broad, uh, not as, not as, not as. He's not a pretty boy like uh Jamie Lannister. Like uh, Dickon, Dickon, uh, tar- Dickin Tarly. Think Dickin, so. Dickon, Dickon. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Dick off. <laughs> uh, he's not a pretty boy like that. He's got the the man bun, the beard. Anyway, he gets the nod, and he swoops in, starts punching people, and he's the one that picks up Rhaenyra and gets her oh, out of
0: there. Oh, sick. Yeah. I'm going to have to rewatch that part. Uh, well, anyway, the fight, it turns out, is Sir Criston Cole beating the ever-living shit out of Lord Lannor's boyfriend. Yes. Um,
1: I mean, he kills him really, really hard. Uh, speaking of the mountain, it was kind of reminiscent of the mountain popping the face of- uh it was mountain-esque. The viper. The viper, yeah. God Good lord! Uh, now was super, super gory, very and gory and brutal. And yes, yes.
0: Um, while he looks on and sees what is happening, Viserys is bleeding out of his nose. I mean, this was like almost climactic in its own right. Like I thought he might drop dead right there. Had, this was going to yes. turn into like a full blown red weddings type of situation.
1: Totally. I thought I, Viserys was definitely on the chopping block for me here.
0: And uh, Lord Lenor, I guess he was like thrown aside when when yeah, gets, was. Yeah. So as he comes to, he sees his boyfriend who's now face and head has been smashed in. Yes. And he's very, very upset. Um, we go straight. For, let's just talk about the rest of what happens and then we can discuss this whole yeah. part. Yeah. We go straight from there, straight from there to the wedding. Yeah. And uh, while they're doing the wedding, Sir Christian Cole is like off going into the Godswood. At the same time, you're watching both these things unfold. He's like taking off his armor. He's got his sword out. And he's going to kill himself. And you think like, oh, this is it. Kristen Cole out And I was kind of stoked Cause like he made some Really stupid ass choices In this last episode here And I don't I, like uh, it agree- anymore Agreed Yeah <laughs> And then Allison <laughs> steps in Yeah And she's like So Kristen Cole And you see he stops And obviously she's gonna Talk him into some shit Yeah Now she's got that dude In her freaking pocket She sure does I mean she's pretty stacked Yeah And uh Viserys passes out During the wedding Uh After the fight Uh Oh no 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 I'm sorry Yeah during the wedding Right after they finish The nuptials He drops Yeah and then they pan out and there are rats lapping up the blood that I think is still on the floor from, from the dead boyfriend. From the
1: dead boyfriend, yes.
0: Didn't even get that cleaned up. Just went ahead and got that wedding done ASAP. Yeah. One wedding murder was enough.
1: Yes. Whew. Um, that okay. was a lot, man. So uh, my first question for you what do you tell me why you thought? Uh, what, is, what are Kristen Cole's motivations here? Why did he kill Lenor's boyfriend?
0: So, I think you're supposed to have like slowly watched him reach this breaking point. Like, he the honor thing is eating away at him so hard from the get go that he's like making this outrageous proposal to the heir to the Iron Throne to run away with him and start a new life in Essos yeah. where they could get married. Like that's how desperate this dude is at this, that point, at that point to better his honor situation as right. he, as he says, like it's just about cleaning the white cloak to him or whatever. Yep. Bleach couldn't get it done. So he is wrestling with that the entire episode, right? So like when she, when Alison starts questioning him, I'm doing air quotes here if you're not watching on YouTube. Um, I mean he immediately goes straight to his own guilt and that's why he folds like a chair. Because it's right. it's messed him up so bad, right, that he can't even make sense of anything. Um so I mean my read was that he he's like a he's at the end of his rope, basically.
1: Okay. So it's kind of where I was too. But then Laura pointed out that he actually is potentially Doing his job here and protecting Rhaenyra, and protecting her honor in a way, like be, because, like I said, the one of, of of the feeling that I had, where like too many people know about this. This is a dangerous situation because it's going to slip out through one of these valves.
0: So you right? you mean he killed this dude because he can't have another person know?
1: Because he can't have another person know. Yeah. And th- this. And well, I agree th- with that for it, sure. Okay.
0: And this dude. But is I think like, it was like the last straw on top yeah. of all of this stress that had built up where he's like, I mean, basically I'm I am i am ruined. But I guess to your point, yes. That would be the specific thought process for beating this dude to death. Yeah. Right. So But the angry way in which he did it, like the rage and all that, like it seemed like a like he really for sure. he had a he, meltdown. He,
1: he, he does. He definitely has a meltdown. Yeah. Um but it, it was something that I that did not immediately click for me that he is like, okay, this is Uh, yes he snaps and loses it but this is a problem because this dude on the wedding day is already in my ear about this situation this situation now he's going to be around and now he's going to be around and a problem and potentially continuing to blackmail me or extort me or do whatever make me do whatever he wants probably right and all of this is like just none of this is going to help me like erase it so i'm going to i'm going to end him and clip that tie and then I'm going to go kill myself and clip and and clip myself off too. And now the only person that ever knows about Rhaenyra is is, is, is Rhaenyra and I is Alicent, and she can do what she wants with it, basically. But he's almost like that's like it, that's him cleansing himself. It, it's almost like he's doing all three, right? He's like snapping, he's cleansing himself, he's protecting Rhaenyra in a way um, until he's stopped by Alicent, who, like you said. Uh, this is just a big chip for her to play at some point. This is, well, uh, he's the
0: witness, right? He's the yeah. one that told Allison, so he'd have to be, I think, like, around if they actually oh, to wanted even to, corroborate,
1: to do right? anything
0: about it. So removing himself, in a way, secondarily does protect her, for sure. Yeah, Obviously, he doesn't get that full opportunity, um, but yeah. Man, they I, I still can't believe they panned out to the rat slapping up the blood. Like, they really <laughs> laid it on thick, like things are shit here. Yeah. This is very bad. This and wh- and, and going once bad. again,
1: and then they note this in the inside of the episode, like, just like nothing can go Viserys' this way. Like no, nothing can just play out nicely the way it's supposed to give him a nice little, you know, feather in his cap, no, a little win, a little confidence, never. ego boost. It's just all, it's all shit. Nothing ever goes right here. Yeah.
0: This was a fun one. I mean, I really, really like this one. I mean, what, I, what I'm, Again, what I'm impressed by is that it feels like they've been able to build a little every week, where even more so, I'm like, man, they did some cool things that episode that I didn't expect, things that I hadn't seen before. Yeah. Um, there were just a lot of, I mean, I didn't think we'd get to see Damon's wife, truth be told. The fact that we did get to meet her, and that, it, that scene went as interestingly as it did was uh-huh. fun. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that they made the decision to expand upon that one line from the book. I thought it made a cool piece in the show. Anytime we get, we didn't get much Damon in this episode otherwise, right? Right. It was right. Gonna be very
1: little. We're just needed over that. there brooding at the, at the HT.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. Favorite moments,
1: overall thoughts, Barrett? Uh, yeah, I, I really, I, I thought that they did a nice job knowing that next week we're making the big jump and the, and the switch of, uh, of, of Allison and Rhaenyra primarily, potentially some other characters as well. I'm not totally sure. Not either. um, I thought this was a really good the, the way I'm kind of like looking into looking at this and going into this is that this was essentially like act one of a play. Right. Now we're at intermission this week. And sure. like act two starts on Sunday, basically. That's kinda how I feel. And it and it was a nice way to kind of dial it up. It ends with this big bang, this 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 kind of momentous um moment where, where things really come to a head here at this uh at this wedding and you know, the the shit kind of hits the fan here for and for a variety of reasons and in a lot of in a in a few different ways and so i thought that was uh i thought that was cool um you know to to give us that big crescendo and that big kind of half half point midpoint finale if right. you will um so i'm very much looking forward to see where where they kind of drop us in next year i think i we've it's it may have been tossed out there already that it's like a 10-year jump but um I have no idea. A lot can happen, in 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 ten years, right? So it's it'll be really really interesting to see how they kind of fill us in on on what's what's gone down over the last decade. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a ni- nice nice episode. Bunch of crazy moments. Do you think it's ten years? That's what I that's what I believe. Yes. Man, that's gonna be wild. What was your, I have one
0: question? What was your read on Kristen Cole just being allowed to walk by front by Allison? I mean, he oh, killed well, that man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, what? Like, do you think he immediately walked out to kill himself? Kinda. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's is, clearly he he is clearly allowed to leave. I think that if you are a king guard, it's expected that you were making the right call. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you gotta do that, they, the you that know, guy
0: fucked up. Clearly, somehow
1: he must have fucked up, and we are giving you the benefit of the
0: doubt. I guess he could be like, she threatened the queen, or he threatened the the king. You know, Some, something, whatever.
1: Yeah. yeah. Huh. but it also kind of reminded me of um, well I guess a little bit of the the beginning of the the last episode right like when when old bouncy woods what's the <laughs> the little kid
0: oh oh uh, yeah you're saying the kid that it was shocking Blackwood? that he killed his yeah Blackwood
1: I Blackwood think. or something yeah he like just guts that dude and then everybody's just like whoa and then just like well yeah but that guy talks shit around. you talk shit you get hit everybody knows that <laughs> Uh, but you know that's just par for the course, right? Yeah. Like people die all over the place in this episode, or in this, in this, uh, in this world, in this realm. And most of the time, it's like, ah, oh, damn, that sucks. We got to move on, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: for all the talk that we did of Renira's sexuality, I find it incredibly fascinating that she not only got matched up with another dragon rider, but another uh, you know, not straight person. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm still in the camp of Renira not straight. You, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm still in that camp firmly. Um, even more so after this whole bread and and goose analogy or whatever she got into, she was like, "I like to, I don't like to fleece a goose, I like to well, wax
1: a raccoon." And he was like, "Well, I like to butter my bread backwards, baby." So, <laughs> <laughs> so again, I'm going to make another reference to a, a call that we had on on Patreon last week. But I, I, we've mostly been thinking that if it was only in one direction, if this Rhaena and Alicent thing is real. And there is more than a friendship there. That it was potentially Rhaenyra feeling more than than Allison, right? But then the call last uh, last Thursday made this great point that like Allison is so emotional and upset by the news that Rhaenyra potentially boinked her uncle. That like you know that it, it, she's a mess about it. Seems like like an overreaction. Like an overreaction. Or it's a not even an bit. overreaction. It's the way she reacts. It's the to way that news. she reacts makes it seem like she is more than inve- like. More than f- friendship invested in in her relationship with with uh, with Rhaenyra, right? And so I, I'm continuing to think about that. Like she's so upset by this. She's so upset by the betrayal and the tea and the lying and the sex with the dudes. Dude, and the, she okay? Think about what she does in this like, one night.
0: Like, she finds out about Kristen Cole because he tells her because he's a chair, and she puts on the green dress and basically. St- Storms into the into the welcome party, right? Like she she goes and makes this big statement entrance, big statement statement to Rhaenyra, calling her stepdaughter.
1: Um, I mean, it's she's very upset. Yeah, so her like is that the reaction of a friend? It right, and I know that there are a lot of different layers of it because now she's like she's she is her stepmom and she's got the kids with. Rhaenyra's dad who could or couldn't be heirs to the throne. And she like,
0: married her
1: dad, bro. <laughs> I don't know if she has shit to say to her at this uh, right. point. But but so my point being, I, I, I left this episode again with this idea, with the idea that, okay, maybe if this is something that's still brewing, maybe now I would actually switch the percentage and say that it's potentially Alicent more than Rhaenyra. I mean, after this one for sure. So I mean, her look. She looked like a woman
0: scorned. A woman,
1: yes, totally. Who was ready to wreak havoc. Not at, just betrayed as a by a friend, but scorned. But like scorned. broken by yes. it. Yeah, yeah, like it so,
0: really, really did a number on
1: her. So I, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, considering what she was willing to do at her father's behest, go marry her best friend's dad. Yeah, and and I will also I, I, because I know people are going to comment and talk about it. Uh, obviously, when she is talking to. Um, to Sir Kristen in her room. There's a lot of panning around the room, and there's a ton more orgy posters. And and is there really? Yeah, what is going more, on with a her? Bunch dude, bunch more sex stuff going on in the background there. I, I I have to think that that is something we talk about in a future episode. I don't think I don't personally think that it's a personal choice. It feels like Well, every, my guess. Everything is still decorated in the ways of, like, the original Conquerors and the old crazy Targaryen Valerians who were just, like, having all sorts of crazy... They've only been in there 100 years, orgies. man.
0: You think every room has got the orgy tapestries in 100
1: years? Kinda, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah. that, that that's, my my read, read, that's my read on it currently. My weird
0: read on it is that Alicent is freaky-deaky <laughs> and is going to use her freaky-deakiness to her advantage post Viserys' death, which is clearly... Okay. It's got next to, if, if we're jumping 10, that guy's fucking out. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious. Next week might be the last time we see him.
1: 10 years? You think that man's got 10 freaking years in him? I don't know, man. What if he's just gone already? They just jumped, past, that was it? No more Viserys either? It kind of seems like he died at the end of this episode. I mean, I I, I kind of don't think he did, but like... When he just dropped? Yeah.
0: Oh my God, what if we don't see him next week? What if that was it? I don't think that was it, but... What if it opens with like his funeral? <laughs> Okay, maybe it wasn't it. Uh, I didn't but, really pay. I'll be honest with you. I was I was furiously typing during the uh, mm, next time on Game of Thrones. Okay. They don't say that anymore, but you know yeah. they used to. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't see. Um, yeah. So if, if Viserys is there or not?
1: Anyway. Right, right. Well, I won't spoil it for anybody that okay watches the. that does that is avoiding the the next, the next time, time on on, on Game on of, of Thrones on House of the Dragon, but, um, but it certainly seemed like a potential death there at the end. For, sure.
0: For the old V-Man. V um. To Barrett's point about our caller from last week, we've had a lot of great hotline calls this year driving further discussion and debate around what we've been seeing each week on House of the Dragon you can gain access to those hotline call-driven episodes. We get we drop one per episode of Hot D, okay? So, like, we did this episode, and then now on Thursday, Barrett and I will go, and we'll record another episode taking hotline calls from everybody on Patreon.com slash Oysters, Clams, Cockles, the hotline calls specifically from the Mollusk Militia. If you want to call in to the hotline, join the Mollusk Militia tier. You will also gain access to video of our show uh, on Patreon if you're in the Mollusk Militia tier. And uh, it's a minimum pledge of $5 monthly to join the Crustacean Nation, the $5 tier on Patreon, and gain access to those Hotline Call episodes in audio form every single week. It's a lot of fun. Barrett and I love interacting with everybody. I mean, like, we got so many calls last week, it was absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah, great opportunity
1: um, for the for the deep dives... We obviously gain a lot of insight from from y'all, the listeners who call in and, and add stuff that Big time. that we don't think about or, or just new perspectives on. Uh, we gain whole new perspectives on shit. And um, we're still so. avoiding
0: book knowledge and spoilers from whatever Reddit or whatever on there. And everybody that calls in knows. Yeah, and yeah. I screen the calls beforehand, so it's not like anybody's being exposed to anything except me occasionally from, like, a weird caller that says <laughs> some crazy shit. But... That's neither here nor there. The point is, you could be getting even more OCC on patreon.com slash oystersclamscockles. Go now, join, support our show, and gain access to that premium hot D content, Barrett. Oh, yeah. Might as well be an that OnlyFans. That's correct. Because it's sexy in there. Patreon.com slash oystersclamscockles. Go today. And uh, Barrett and I uh, will be back Thursday for that Hotline Call episode. Follow us on TikTok at Oysters, Clams, and Cockles on Instagram at Oysters, Clams, Cockles on Twitter at Clams and Cockles. Follow Barrett at Barrett Dudley, B-A-R-R-E-T-T Dudley on Instagram and Twitter. And I am at W.R. Bolin. Full episodes of our show on YouTube all season long. Appreciate y'all for watching us on YouTube. Uh, means a lot. Subscribe, like, rate, review. And then tell your friends. Hey, YouTubers bowlinmedia.com slash shop to get yourself some OCC merch we got shirts we got hats later this week patreon.com slash oysters clams cockles what was the name of this episode did you catch it I did not Later this week on Patreon.com <laughs> slash Oysters, Clams, Cockles,
1: we will discuss the title of the episode as well. So now um, you've got that to look forward to. I just to. refresh, like, they've been dropping the episodes a few minutes before 8. I don't know if you've noticed this. I started it like five minutes before wow, this okay. week. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So, it, and when they do that, though, it's just like episode 5, I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you don't get a title. Yeah. yeah and that's why I didn't get one. Anyway. All right. Well, until next time, Clam Fam, we appreciate y'all. Thanks for listening. And uh, really, tell everybody you know about the show. If they love House of the Dragon, tell them about Oysters, Clams, and Cockles. Peace!